Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. (laughs) Such a great... Great drop-in. No, I can't. I can't imagine that at all. <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. I have been a bit of a mess today, to be sure. We just got the video sent over. Uh, I am in Madison, Wisconsin today, getting ready for Rutgers and, and Wisconsin tomorrow, and doing the show at ESPN Madison. I can't thank everybody here enough. They've been amazing in uh, getting me on the air here and, and really uh, making me feel very welcome. Great place, and Madison's a tremendous town. The thing I would say, though, is that... That, uh, as I brought the camera for the video portion of the show on the ESPN app from between 12 and 2 Eastern, the camera in the middle of that Darlington interview fell down. And there is now a video that exists of me fixing the camera. And it's it's not good. <laughs> the whole thing is just staggering because it goes down and we're assuming you knocked it over and you're claiming it's some sub- suction cup device. Well, the video proves that I did not knock it over. Well, it's that, a Zapruder film on that front to, for me not fat-handing it. We, we got to the bottom of that, which is understandable. But then behind the scenes, we heard you talking with people there that were trying to help you out. And it seems as if one of the key problems you were also dealing with was the fact that the battery went dead because you didn't even have it plugged in. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. No, it was exactly <laughs> like that. It's not something like that. It was exactly like that. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the battery's gone dead. Listen, You got the TV people calling you trying to figure out what the problem is. You don't even have the damn thing charged. Here's the thing, okay? There are things going on over here. You got no idea what goes into my process every day. If if one little thing happened to slip through the crap, uh, cra- through the crap, through the cracks, <laughs> once, it works. once, then... I, I can't be held responsible for that. It's a house of cards is what you're saying. If one of them gets knocked into, that's it. The whole thing's coming down. This is, do not mess with the delicate genius if you don't understand how it all works. Because, yes, <laughs> it, there, it, there are times where it can seem tenuous, where it could all fall apart in just a half second. And I think this video will prove just that. The best part is uh, Darlington's giving such a great answer about the Chase Claypool that I still don't know what he said. Like, I could watch it over and over and over again, and I'm still distracted by Carlin's camera (laughs) and him trying to fix it. My face just just cutting right in front of the camera as I'm trying (laughs) to fix it. Uh, We're going to tweet it out here uh, in just moments. There has never never been a more ignored answer in sports talk radio history than the answer to that question. Because I didn't pay attention. I don't even remember what I asked him. I don't even remember. Me neither. I was watching you. I'm like, get a load of this son of a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> stumbling all over this this studio he that, that he doesn't even belong in they probably don't even want him there no he's probably in there causing problems asking why the vending machine's not dispensing properly there's all these headaches that everyone's dealing with and here's darlington coming on out of the goodness of his heart trying to give an answer that no one could care less about and, and listen 
I couldn't be a more gracious guest than oh, when I yeah. visit people. I, I absolutely couldn't. You seem like you're really asked. using up their resources. You got them coming <laughs> in to help you charge things, to help you with the suction cup. It seems like you're really taking full advantage of the resources there. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think that's absolutely fair to say. Like, if there was somebody that was responsible for draining power in a town, likely most fingers would be pointed in my direction immediately for all the different things that I'm supposed to have plugged in. And then the one thing that I'm really supposed to have plugged in, the camera, I don't. And it goes dead. <laughs> I, I created just a nine-second clip out of that, by the way, because yeah. I know the whole version's two minutes, but if you just get the opening nine seconds, you get everything you need. <laughs> Go check it out. It's at Carlin versus Joe on Twitter, at Joe Fortenbaugh, at Chris Carlin. Well, it'll also be up on Instagram. I can guarantee you that. At Jay Fortenbaugh, at that guy Carlin. Uh, make sure you check us out and follow there you know sunday night i am excited for the cowboys and for the 49ers and what i'm excited for is for the 49ers to blow them out because it's what i expect to see happen this is a game that dallas is going to need dak prescott to play well and to make a few plays for them to win not for him to carry them to a victory but for him to make enough plays downfield that the 49ers defensively have to respect it. And that will open other things up. Joe, I have a feeling that Mike McCarthy, just based on everything we've seen so far this year, is going to play this out as if, let me do my best to just play keep away the best that I can. And that is run the football as much as possible. And when I'm trying to do that, I'm trying to do it against an exceptional defense. I think that is a recipe for disaster. If you're not at least asking your quarterback to make a couple of plays in the game. It comes down to tactics, right? It comes down to tactics. They got to try something different because this is the same team that beats up on them every time they see them. They got to try something different. Justin Fields is at the start of year three. Okay, maybe the jury's out. Maybe. Dak Prescott's not that guy. Dak Prescott has been around long enough that we know exactly who he is. We know exactly what he's capable of. We know exactly what type of games he doesn't win. This is a game he doesn't win. Stop hoping that he's going to go out and win you this game. Because if he does, guess what? When you get to the playoffs, he's not going to be able to do it three more times in a row to give you a Super Bowl. It's not who he is. So you have one of two options. You can hope. You can cross your fingers and pray if you're a Cowboys fan that somehow, some way, he figures it out. He's got the weapons. He's got the line. He's got the defense. Maybe he figures it out. Or you can work around his issues, and you can try to tactically find a different way to attack the Niners. One way to do that, slow the game down. All right? Run the clock down. Control time of possession. Dink and dunk your way down the field. Live to fight another day if, it, if a punt is the best decision. But don't try to get into some situation where Prescott's going to throw for 350 by slinging the rock all over the place. That's going to get you in trouble. You don't want him standing in the pocket for four seconds trying to find an open receiver down the field. Quick out routes, screens, crossing routes, run the ball. Matriculate your way down the field. Hold the ball for 33 minutes in this game. Let the Niner defense get gassed. Make one play late and win the game. That's how you go about this. Anything else is going to be playing right into what works best for the San Francisco 49ers. Give me a number for pass attempts for Dak that you want to see on Sunday with that theory. 
I'd like to see less than 30. I'd like to see right around 30, maybe like 28 to 30 passing attempts in this game. I do not want to see 70 or 80 plays in the game per team if you're in a situation where you're the Cowboys and you're trying to win. The more plays you're running, the more trouble you're in. Dallas should be a defensive-minded team with a game manager to slightly above game manager at quarterback. They've got everything they need. They don't have issues at wide receiver. They don't have issues on the offensive line. They're not weak at running back. They don't have a below average defense. Do you hear what I'm saying? They have so many boxes that are checked that they just need some competent play out of the quarterback position. We talked about this after Aaron Rodgers went down. If Zach Wilson could just be competent, what could the Jets do? He can't be competent, so they can't win. Prescott can be. Prescott's capable of being that. Stop asking him to go out and win you games. It's not what he does. Ask him to manage games, and maybe you're in a situation where you flip the script on the Niners for a change. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Here's Damian Woody on what he expects to see from Dak. He was on Greeny this morning. Going up against a rookie in Brock Purdy, who outplayed him in that game in the, in the playoffs. So, again, we can talk about the physicality. We can talk about the Dallas defense being able to tackle the 49ers, you know, who are infamous as far as run after catch. But, again, I'm just going to bring it all the way back to Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is going to need to play his A game. He's going to need to play his best performance against the San Francisco 49ers team in order for the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. It, a game to me is not 330 yards and th- four touchdowns. A game to me is 270 yards, 260 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. That's the definition of a perfect game for Dak this coming week, this coming Sunday night. And I, I don't, if that's too much for you, I don't understand why that would be out of bounds to ask your your quarterback making $40 million a year to make a few plays to help you win a game. Don't let the money cloud the judgment. Don't let the money cloud the judgment. You look at the money and you say, well, he's making $40 million a year. He's got to play like it. He's not that guy. That was a mistake with the contract. Don't get caught up. And it's why they haven't given him more. But I, exactly. I disagree that Dak is not a great, great quarterback. But at some point, you got to do something to help your team win. And when you're facing a team as good as the Niners, that's, that some point has got to be Sunday night. Last question. Last question for you. Mm. Dallas commits zero turnovers in this game. Do they win? We got him. Evan, we got him. Look at him. You can see the hamster. The hamster just fell off the wheel. No, he didn't. (laughs) I I would say it's their only chance to to be in the game. If they turn it over once, they're losing the game handily, let alone the three touchdowns that I They lose handily with one turnover? I'm telling you that the margin for error against the 49ers is so slim. It's that part's so correct. slim that they can't afford that. If one turnover can do in the Cowboys, stunning, yes. The, if they turn it over once, they'll lose by two touchdowns. How about that? Does it make you feel better? All right, I, I, you've been very definitive today. Like, like Buster only said when he came on the show this week, uh, he's never heard a radio show with more declaratory statements than this one. <laughs> and there will never be a radio show that will deny them more than this one after the fact <laughs> when they're right. wrong. Right. I never said that. Are you nuts? Please, get the tape. <laughs> Check the tape. <laughs> Never said it. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The Cowboys game in San Francisco, 
Maybe not even the biggest game for a Texas football team this weekend. It's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 8. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The traditions. Defense, man. I coach Golden. I just want to buy him a Ferrari or something if I could. The rivalries. If you can't see what's coming, but see you football, you've lost your mind. The drama. This Terry told me if we're not playing good to get on their butt, so I just did what I was doing. College football lives here. Another touchdown for Caleb Williams, his sixth. ESPN Radio. weekend of college football, the All-State Red River Rivalry. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, number 12, Oklahoma, number 3, Texas. They, of course, will square off as they do each and every year at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Let us hear from Paul Feinbaum on this matchup from when he joined the show on Wednesday on, well, this is actually on the, the Georgia one, but he also talked about uh, the this game, the Oklahoma-Texas game that we don't have the soundbite from uh, this second. But this was the comment that he made. He does not expect Oklahoma to really be a challenge to Texas in this game because he sees two teams on two different levels right now. And I have to tell you, I agree with what he's saying because Texas is on another level physically right now, Joe. All right, so these two met last year in this game and they both came into the Red River rivalry at three and two. Texas was a seven and a half point favorite. Texas smoked them in that game. Now we come forward a year, Texas is only laying five points in this game. I don't understand why. There's an argument that Oklahoma's better, and they are better, without question. But how good are they? They're 5-0. and Who cares? They played nobody. The combined record of the teams they beat is 13-12. and All right? They got nothing on there that's worthy of me saying, wow, look at Oklahoma. Meanwhile... 
Texas is 5-0. They went to Alabama and won outright. And then last week in a classic look-ahead spot, they hammered the Jayhawks, who were ranked. Earlier in the year against Wyoming, which was the week after the Alabama game, it looked like they were headed for a letdown, and then they throttled Wyoming late in that game. Texas has been very good. They've got a defense that can win a national championship. They cover the spread. They win this game. I'm surprised so much money's coming in on Oklahoma. I really am. I think yeah. people are sharp guys are looking at this and they're saying it's too many points. It's a rivalry game. I think Texas puts it on them. I'm with Paul. Paul. Hey, you're with Paul and I'm with Paul. And I think this is, I, think, I just think Texas physically up front is going to be too much. I, I really expect them to beat up a little bit on Oklahoma in the trenches. I think Texas wins this game by close to 10 to 14 points, I would say. I mean, I don't think that's that, – that number may even be light at this point. We'll see. Then you've got Alabama and Texas A&M, and you know that Nick, when he gets a chance to go up against Jimbo, he's going to want to put it to him for sure. Uh, Alabama has been written off this year, and I think that's foolhardy. I don't expect them to make the college football playoff, but I don't expect them to just pack it in and it's going to be one of those years either. I fully expect Alabama to go into College Station and smack around the Aggies a little bit. Hi. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. So I was actually thinking about a tweet I want to send later. Huh. How about that? That's what hmm. I was starting with there. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's rewind and reboot. We are really on top of our games today. And try to deliver some actual content for the people out there. This game is very suspicious if you like Alabama because it's been nothing but Texas A&M money. Alabama was somewhere of a favorite around three to four. It's all the way down to Alabama minus one. It's been nothing but Texas A&M money. I wish this game was a night game. If this was at College Station, 7 p.m. Eastern start, that place would be rocking. It's still going to be rocking, don't get me wrong. You just want to see the fans have a little bit more time to get themselves, shall we say, socially prepared for such a big <laughs> matchup. I think A&M poses a lot of problems for, uh, for Alabama here with the way they defend with some of the skill sets they have on offense. I haven't done an overall deep dive into this one yet. I haven't placed any bets on it yet. I am following the market, though. Don't be surprised if A&M pulls this one off. And then there is number 20, Kentucky, at number one, Georgia. What has been the problem so far for Georgia? Are they on upset alert against Kentucky? Here is Mr. Feinbaum from his appearance on our show on Wednesday. Yeah, I think you have to consider it uh but I, i've seen this movie before two years ago in fact uh and it just uh, I, I don't think from a matchup standpoint kentucky is built to beat georgia i, I, I that's not i'm not diminishing the wildcats uh, i was in uh, lexington last week and i saw that just beat down uh of a woefully coached uh, florida team but to me georgia had, had the yeah had, had the misfortune i think of having nothing to point to uh, toward this season. That, you know, the Oklahoma game was taken off their schedule. They, they played a bunch of nobodies, and, and it looked like it. Uh, they just haven't been focused. And knowing Kirby Smart, I, I think he was finally able to, to get their attention this week, saying, hey, you, you almost lost to Auburn. Listen, I would be shocked if Georgia does not take care of business here. And the construct of what he's talking about with Kentucky not being um, put together quite the right way to be uh, in a position to beat Georgia on the road, I couldn't agree more with. 
I don't know if I would say that Georgia has looked disinterested. They certainly haven't played their best. And I do expect that Kirby Smart, uh, kind of along the lines of what Paul said, got their attention this week leading into this game. Because now we're reaching that point of the year for a team like Georgia where it's like, okay, now we can't screw around. We have been screwing around. We're fortunate to be undefeated. But now we understand that the losses mean more the later you get into the year. And we're into October now. So a little bit like the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you think that's an apt comparison? Like they're winning um, their games. They're handling their business. They're just not impressing to the level that people are used to them impressing. I, I think that's fair. I think that's I th- fair. I mean, yeah. look at the schedule. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, Alabama, Birmingham, Auburn. Like, if Auburn or South Carolina had been highly ranked, maybe, but they haven't had anything put in front of them. This is a team that's won back-to-back national championships. They're used to playing for everything. You put that schedule in front of them, you still have five wins. You still have a defense that's given up well under 20 points per game. It's just not up to everyone's standards. They haven't covered a single point spread yet. They're laying two touchdowns here against Kentucky. Kentucky just gave up 28 points at home to Vanderbilt. I don't know if that defense is going to hold up here. This is a ranked Kentucky team. They're number 20. I think you're going to get Georgia getting up for this game. They got some ranked opponents coming up later in the season. This is a good measuring stick game for where they're at. Plus, they're finally getting healthy. It looks like Lad McConkey's coming back. They've had injuries all over the place this season. So this is a game where I would bet the over. All the money's coming in on the under. It's down to 47 and a half. I think you're going to get a Georgia team that hangs 30 plus. And I think with Liam Cohen as the offensive coordinator and Devin Leary at quarterback for Kentucky, they can do just enough on their behalf to get this thing over 47 and a half. You know, Here's the other thing, too. Can we see a game for Brock Bowers this week that really just blows the door off of an opponent? You know, Brock Bowers is a tremendous player. We all understand this. And he is really rounding into form right now. I think he had a close 160 yards last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And I know over 100 each of the last two weeks. This feels like a game where Brock Bowers goes out and puts it on a ranked opponent to start to try to make a point. Now, he's it's going to be very difficult for him to be in a high-spin conversation, but maybe, just maybe, he is thinking that way and he gets an opportunity to go out and put up a ridiculous game against a, a decent opponent at the very least. You know what? Who cares about all that? He's probably a top-10 pick set for, to make tons of money, so good for him. Good I don't think him. I think you can remove the probably from that. Yeah, he, he is a baller. I mean, oh the only God. reason he's still at Georgia is because of the way these rules work. I mean, he's he was ready for the NFL two years ago. I mean, he's a true junior, so he had to stay in because you have to stay in college for three years before you can be drafted. And I wonder how much longer that one's going to stay in place because of guys like that. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. Tune in. We got college football action tomorrow night on ESPN Radio. Minnesota hosting Michigan. The second rank Wolverines presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Why is one NFL GM taking a shot at the defending World Series champions? Hmm. That's on the way. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. There have been some... Sound bites this week that we haven't had a chance to hear that I have heard an awful lot about, and I cannot wait to get into them here. It's Carla versus Joe. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and three of them in particular have caught my attention. Number one, Joseph, from Don Wink Martindale, the Giants defensive coordinator. Here he is on preparing for the Dolphins' offense this week. My wife uh, called me last night. Before she went to bed, she, she said she was worried about me. She said, Are you get any sleep? I said, yeah, I'm sleeping like a baby. Every two hours I wake up and cry and, and <laughs> go to the bathroom and try to go back and get some more sleep. But, I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. I have to tell you, if I were Wink, I would be trying to get as much as I could. I'd be taking every sleeping pill I could at night to try to get something in terms of rest because when you are preparing for that Dolphins offense and you have the Giants defense that we have seen so far this year, Joe, I don't know how you can sleep. That could be a nightmarish type game. You gave up 40 at home to Dallas. You gave up 28 on the road to Arizona. You gave up 30 on the road on a Thursday night against San Francisco. And then you gave up 24 at home to Seattle, where their starting quarterback got hurt and missed a few series in that game. Oh, by the way, it's not like Miami's fat and happy. They're coming off a loss. So you know they're going to have a focused week of practice. You're going to go down to that heat. I don't know what to expect from the Giants here. They had 11 days to get ready for the Seahawks, and they lost 24-3. Now they're on the short week with six days to get ready for a non-conference opponent. There's a reason this is a double-digit point spread. I don't know what this defense could possibly do to keep them in this game. Well, I'll tell you what they're not going to do. Even though Teron Armstead went on IR today, they're not going to sack the quarterback. How do the Giants (laughs) only have four sacks this year? How is that possible? That's them getting away from their identity. What made them great was the pressure they used to bring with the front four. Strahan, Umanyora, Kiwanuka, all those guys. Jason Pierre-Paul, the guys they used to rotate through. That's what they need to get back to. That is giant football. Well, we saw Thibodeau actually get an opportunity and get a sack last week. What a nice little change of pace that was for the Giants' uh, top pick in last year's draft. Then there's John Lynch, 
the 49ers GM. Now, as we know, he traded away Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys uh, before the season started. So naturally, when you're playing that team, you start to wonder, well, is there information that Trey Lance can share about what the Niners do? Here is John Lynch on KNBR on that topic. You know, there's there's there is information you can share. Uh, my experience with that as a player is it tends to screw you up more than it does help you. I mean, this isn't uh, the Houston Astros over there banging a drum for fastball or <laughs> nice. football. Uh, yeah. he, he can't do that over there. And I like that. I like that little dig in the middle of it. That's nice. That's nice. Astros have gotten a little bit sensitive about everybody taking shots at them again, by the way. But uh, I love the fact that John Lynch goes right at it and and doesn't uh, doesn't hide it at all in that kind of spot. And listen, Trey Lance is not going to be the difference for the Cowboys beating the 49ers. Coaches try to get every little possible edge that they can in any game, and we understand that. But I I just don't see where he's going to have enough, especially when he hasn't been there for, what, a month and a half, two months now, that he's going to fully grasp everything that they're doing. He might have a couple tendencies he knows. You know, something like Brock Purdy doesn't like being forced to roll left. Or maybe he knows something about the nuance of how Kyle Shanahan wants the game plan. I don't think there's anything there that's going to alter the course of history. But maybe something where you can gain a little edge in a certain scenario somewhere. Otherwise, teams wouldn't be doing this. Like, Belichick is constantly signing guys off practice squads two weeks before his team plays them. There's got to be something to it. Again, it's not going to shift the balance of power, but there's probably something there. As to the comment on the Astros and the Astros getting sensitive, look, man, you got two ways you can go about this. One, embrace it, be tough, roll with it. Two, be soft and complain. I love the fact that they're always soft and they complain about the fact that people comes at them. It just makes it so juicy to see them when they could just walk around saying, yeah, whatever, we won, tough, you didn't get us. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be so much better if they did that. It would make them so much more of a, of a strong villain in Major League Baseball. But instead, they're soft and they cry about it, which just gets, gets everyone else a, a couple chuckles here and there. Exactly. They enjoy the fact that the Astros are bothered by that, and that's right. why they keep doing it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Next, my friend, Bart Scott, my old partner, former Ravens linebacker, host of Bart and Hahn on ESPN Radio in New York, on the Ravens finally having the edge on the Steelers. When Ryan Clark was on the other side and I was staring at him and it was like, who has the better defense, right? And it was, they were first and we were first. But they always had something that we never had. That's a franchise quarterback. Mm. It's no fun when the rabbit has a gun and your quarterback stinks and ours is a MVP. Now you see what it feels like to be on the other side trying to stop a Hall of Famer. You got a guy over there with a pea shooter with Julia Whopper hands. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. Uh, Bart was on Get Up. I, I love it. I love it when he goes to the junior whopper hands in discussing quarterbacks and discussing Kenny Pickett. There's no getting around that the Steelers don't have Ben Roethlisberger anymore. But frankly, they didn't have him his, his last few years anyway. Lamar Jackson is a superior player. Across the board, the Ravens are just a much better team than Pittsburgh, Joe. That's just that's the way it looks to me. And I know betting-wise, you might look at the Steelers at home with the points. We are taking them with the points of the ESPN Radio Challenge. But I just feel like they're not very good. The Ravens should put it on them. 
should put it on him. But the thing is, the underdog in this rivalry has a history of coming up. Yeah. Tomlin versus Harbaugh. The underdog is 22-6-1 against the spread. You got a low total in this game. You got four points going to Pittsburgh. I think Tomlin putting them in pads on Wednesday sends a message. Even teams that struggle, they get up for certain games. I mean, we just saw it last night. The Bears got up for crying out loud. So wouldn't surprise me in the least if the Steelers gave them everything they could handle because every guy in that locker room knows what this rivalry means. Listen, I understand that. I don't believe for a second that any message was sent with what happened on Wednesday with going to full pads. Mike's trying to make a point about needing to be more physical, and that's fine. I don't think that is going to translate against a traditionally physical team like the Baltimore Ravens. And I think there is something to what Bart says. Those two teams hate each other. Absolutely hate each other, those two franchises. And I think there's a good chance the Ravens right now are smelling blood in the water on Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I think they're going to want to put it to him in the worst way. Well, you can really start to establish yourself in the AFC North. I mean, with Cincinnati struggling, you put another nail into uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Browns are sitting there at 2-2. Two and two. I think they're on the bye this weekend. Great opportunity for Baltimore to seize control. Well, my friend Joe has the Eagles on upset alert against the Rams. Sean McVay said earlier today, Cooper Cup returns this week. Well, up next, it's the producer's parlay. Will the producers of ESPN Radio have any upsets and give you an opportunity to win some money? Find out in moments on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, here we go. go. I'm going to rip through a bunch of these at the end of the show. We already gave you Texas minus five over Oklahoma, and we gave you Texas Tech minus one and a half over Baylor. We're also going to play Colorado State, Utah State over 62. I think the bookmakers have this one totaled wrong. Utah State has been flying over their totals this year, flying over their totals. No idea why this is as low as it is. In the NFL, Steelers plus four, Rams plus four and a half. Texans plus one and a half and the Texans team total over 20 and a half points. We're betting them to score 21 or more. Historically, defenses coming back from the London game and not taking a bye have struggled the following week, allowing their opponents to go seven and two to the over on their team totals. So the entire pizza money card for the weekend, Texas minus five, Texas Tech minus one and a half. 
Colorado State, Utah State over 62. In the NFL, Steelers plus four, Rams plus four and a half, Texans plus one and a half, Texans team total over 20 and a half. I'll tell you what you did. I'll tell you what you did. The bigger the parlay, Show me the, money. the more it will pay. It's big money. Very big money. It's time to head into the control room for this week's producer parlay. I'll tell you what. Clump, clunky doesn't begin to describe what I have been today. <laughs> it doesn't begin. It doesn't begin. Layout for the production, big head. Huh? <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Joseph, it is time once again for the producer parlay. For those who are unaware of what this entails, please, please lay it out. Christopher Carlin and myself are extremely classy individuals. We put the team above the individual. That's how we operate. We put the the ass in class. Yes, the ass in class. And what happens is that oftentimes the producers of these fine radio programs here at ESPN Radio, they get overlooked. So what we like to do is take care of our people, not just our people on this show, our people on everyone else's show, because their radio hosts aren't taking care of them. So we feel the need to step up. So we created the producer parlay. We front the cash. Each show gets to make one pick. We mash it together into one big eight-leg parlay. And if it hits, we give all the money to the producers. If they want to give us back the initial investment, they're welcome to. They don't have to. And not even a handling fee in there, which I had lobbied for, but we're not doing that. (laughs) So whatever. But thankfully, thankfully... We have our producers on this show, Evan Wilner and Eric Hanman, to fill us in on this week's producer parlay selections. Wilner, go! Unsportsman like the morning show, USL as their kids are calling it, are taking Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. Greeny's going Dolphins minus seven and a half in the first half against the Giants. Ooh. Freddie and Harry... Interesting. Yeah, that was my reaction, too. I actually like that one. Freddie and Harry, Jared Goff, over 20 and a half pass completions. Amber and Ian, Zach Wilson, over one and a half passing touchdowns. Wow. Who did that? Who was drunk on that one? James Steele. That's James Steele. What, um, what, what's the payout on that? Is, that? is that plus money? You don't have it? That's okay if you don't have it right now. That's, that, that's an interesting be, one. I think that's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Zach Wilson over plus, uh, over one and a half passing touchdowns plus 6,000. Wow. Yeah. It would be plus more than the total amount of touchdown passes he's thrown in his entire career. Yeah. Plus 180? Plus wow, 180. Shane Steele. Damn, son. That's wow. the guy that's trying to get you all paid. You know, really, Steele would be going Pacheco over rushing yards. That's my guy. He likes right quarterback there. over rushing yards. That's mm. his little gimmick, like Jared Goff gotcha. over nine and a half. He really likes living on the wire with that one scramble. Yeah, there's a reason the number is set that low, buddy. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right, so let's go to my Oh, pick. it's the handman. Yep, handman, what do you time. got for us? Well, I'm, uh, I'm with you, Joe, with the Steelers plus the four and a half. It's actually less about... The Steelers, more about my um, skepticism of the Ravens, especially on the road here. That, mm. That's with me right now. We'll see what happens in that one. And I hope for the show's sake that we hit on this one, you know? Uh, game hey, night. wait. You, did you do, didn't did you do a college one last week? I did hit in the first half. Okay, first so you half. ended up hitting. That's huge because Evan had said if you pick college and everyone picks pro and you ruin the parlay before any of it gets started, they're going to be upset. Good on you. 
I thought he was going to go with somebody from the Slap Fight League. <laughs> Usman Nurmagomedov by KO. No, I'm just kidding. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, game night. They're uh, they're jumping on going against the team coming back from London, Atlanta. They're going C.J. Stroud over 247 and a half passing yards. Hmm. And on top of that, the Paul Feinbaum show doing a similar thing. They're going Nico Collins over 59 and a half receiving yards, despite the Falcons being a top five passing defense. Wow. Interesting. And then finally, we've got our remote producers, producers of all the games and such, going Devin Chan anytime touchdown, plus 115 Whoa. for the Dolphins. You got some good plus monies in here. What's this thing pay out? $20 pays what? Plus one, uh, it's plus sixteen ninety one. So that's twenty dollars, paying out three thousand three hundred and fifty eight dollars and thirty nine cents. Oh, okay, that's okay, a lot. Okay, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, look at everybody putting it out there, jumping on the fa- uh, jumping on the uh, underdogs this week. I'm on the Greeny. favorites. Good I like the that. greenie situation with the uh, the Giants' first half going with the Dolphins. I mean, they're playing right into that trend. The Giants have been getting smoked in the first half of games this season. Yeah, they really have. And you're going down to Miami. Uh, this is this. Could they put up seventy twice in a season? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel like that's out of the realm of possibility here. <laughs> Uh, oh, my God. F- we should look at the alternate lines for that. We should. Dolphins just- minus 50. Like, well, <laughs> can we lay the 50? <laughs> uh, Travis Kelsey, just a few minutes ago, Chiefs tight end. Uh, earlier in the week, we heard Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show having a little fun with Travis and called him Mr. Pfizer because he was doing a PSA for Pfizer when it comes to vaccines. And we know how Aaron Rodgers feels about vaccines. So here is Travis just a few minutes ago uh, responding to that little nickname he got. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, with the stash right now, I look like a guy named Mr. Pfizer. Um, who knew Who knew I'd get into the vax wars with Aaron Rodgers, man? It's, <laughs> Mr. Pfizer versus uh, the Johnson & Johnson family over there, man. I don't, I don't think we asked you about it since you're in I mean, I've always been, you know, once I got the vaccine, I, and I, de- I got it because of, uh, you know, keeping myself safe, keeping my family safe, uh, the people in this building. Um, so, yeah, I stand by it 1,000% and uh, fully comfortable with him calling me Mr. Pfizer. You know, if I could just say, there's nothing better than a little light vaccine conversation. Yeah, right? really. Just a little light <laughs> vaccine back and forth. There's nothing that really loosens up the country and gets everyone in a good mood for the weekend, like a little back and forth on the vaccine. Because if there's something we can all agree on. <laughs> uh, this feels was- like a window for me to get my political takes out. Do I have the window now? Can I share my, my deepest and most and most staunch takes on politics in this country? We have 60 seconds. Go. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. So I, we could get fired in 60 seconds. Don't worry about that. That's a new movie a for Nicolas Cage. Fired uh, from radio in 60 seconds. <laughs> Chris Carlin pumping sausage. I'm eating that sausage. All right, let's, <laughs> let's get rid of that one. That's enough of that one right there. By the way, what are you doing for lunch? You're in Madison. What's the story? So here's the deal. I, when I go to these towns, always rely on the locals for these kinds of things. And I got uh, recommended to a place called the Plaza that has an outstanding burger, I'm told. And I will be the judge of that. Can we get some of that over. on social media? Of course. Okay. Of course. I'd like to see what's going on there. 
Uh, cheese curds, if, if I don't get out of town before tomorrow afternoon without at least two solid servings of cheese curds, something went horribly awry on this trip. I would not. Everyone's getting on the plane with a bucket of cheese curds. Listen, I've been betting the favorites all week. That's a favorite. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.